Yeah, I actually remember doing a like career test at school. You know, and they like tell you what yeah. you should do. And I think like um, advertising was on it, but I was like, no, obviously I don't want to do yeah. that. And then I, I when I left school, I, um, I actually studied economics. So like, uh, okay, and I, I was not very good at economics, but I, or not very good at maths, but I. I went to, to uni and did economics, and then I did a master's in, in business, and then I went and worked in the city for like two years. So and when did you sort of realize that you were creative? Uh, I, well, I mean, I was, so I was studying for these like uh, crazy finance exams and right. having a shocking time. So I was doing like five hours revision on top of a job and each right. day, and then uh, I failed the finance exam. Um, and then, but during that period, I got a DSLR camera as sort of like a uh, an outlet. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I was like, oh, this is sort of cool. And then um, failed the finance exam, got fired from my job in the city, which was good because I hated it. I was miserable. <laughs> um, and then my friend and I knew how to do like video editing, and my right. friend was like at this random startup was like oh do you can you come in and help me edit this video for a day yeah uh, and I went in and I ended up spending eight months there and he his wow. background was in advertising and so he taught me like the basics of copy and art and just thinking hmm. um, that's cool and I was like oh yeah like, this is kind of yeah kind of chilling with this yeah kind of enjoying this um, and he was the one who then recommended I go to a portfolio school yeah. And then, yeah, obviously then it will start developing from that. Yeah. yeah. So did you, did you pay for the, you must have worked because like people go to uni and all of that and then you get the loan, but you must have had to have a real thought like, oh, this is the thing I want to do. I'm going to pay for ad school. And yeah. I mean, so the, what, so I went to school of communication arts, which is like, it is expensive. Yeah. Um, I got a half scholarship. They have a lot of scholarships, so I got a half scholarship, which made it uh, easier. I was also lucky, you know, that like my, I'm from London, so yeah. I was able to be at home. Yeah, that for that community and that. Yeah, because yeah. like it just like the schools in Brixton. I lived uh, in like Finsbury Park, so it was just it was I was lucky in that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, half scholarship made it a lot more feasible, and then um, yeah, like my partner was on a full scholarship. There. So it was like, they do have a lot, which is, you know, which is really important, so. So did you find a partner, you found your partner there? Yeah, so I, um, funnily enough, so Will, Will Wells was my partner. Um, he was on my interview day for the school. Like really, really funny guy. And then um, later on, like in the second term at CA, uh, you have to choose three people you wanted to work with and we both put each other and then so we just started working together there just before like DNA D new bloods and all of that stuff and um, it seemed to work and yeah. we <laughs> stayed together for like eight years yeah yeah that's kind of similar to us actually we, yeah we kind of like became partners quite early on in the in like thing the, yeah in the uni thing and then like just stuck with it yeah like in second year I think we, like, we did a few like random ones with like people in our class because yeah. our lecturer was like saying obviously you got to try with everyone to like kind of see what you're saying yeah and I think we did one and then we like it went really smoothly and then we like treated it again <laughs> yeah yeah and eventually it's kind of worked way out yeah 
I think it's, it's also a different vibe at uni because there's a lot like more sorts of I think obviously being in a selective place like SCA like you know people around you are really really into advertising whereas sometimes some of the people at uni you think he's just really have you just sort of been like oh I'm going to go to uni now yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean that is the thing like when you go to a portfolio school whether it's SCA or um well, it was Watford, but now a lot of them are in-house agencies. Um, your only product at the end is your portfolio. Yeah. You're not going to get a degree or anything like that. You have no certificate. So that in product is entirely a result of your efforts. Yeah. And like, the people who did well at uh, SEO were just the ones that worked the hardest. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like at uni. Like, you know, uni's a bigger thing. Like, yeah. It's a much more of a sort of... It's a, it takes three years it's like a more of a total life experience whereas yeah. this was much more like okay, day, get there um, you know do the work go home yeah like, like, it's like it was like refined into making like quality work because it is so like pressured to us out like the way yeah working. the way SCA works is like the first term is almost like group therapy so like you do stuff like painting mugs and, and <laughs> drawing your like uh, life on bits of big bits of paper and things like that. Okay. But it's it's all about sort of trying to open you up to being more creative or being more sort of like authentically you and comfortable with yeah. expressing yourself. And then it ramps up and gets much more like the you know where they start setting portfolio briefs, which are a couple of weeks long that you have and then there'll be like a brief that's a week there'll be briefs that are a day and then you also and then it gets to the point where you're reviewing your book every week and it's it's really yeah. on the book and Mark Lewis who runs the course is really good in that the course changes every year like based on what works and what doesn't so it's not like the same rigid curriculum yeah so I think that was like, like the offside of the uni it's the fact that it's like it's a rigid kind of way yeah whereas like with like the boost of like digital and social and stuff yeah. like that we're only like just kind of getting that in like yeah. it's mainly on the traditional side yeah I mean you see it like in in agencies as well like it the we're in this like brave new world of of communications that like yeah. we're all sort of trying to wrap our heads around like for, you know, everything from it's not just the platforms right it's not just the rise of TikTok and whatever it, it's like the trends of things like uh, gentle minions, right? Or, yeah. or yeah. which is totally like uh, insane. And I don't think even in agencies, like how these things come together is really like fully understood, but it is a, you know, and also like how you, how you communicate with like new audiences is like yeah. totally changing. So that you yeah. need to, that course has to be like changing all the time. Yeah. I would update it. Yeah, yeah, it's like what makes a viral video kind of thing. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's always the same. Like, the behaviors and the tone and stuff always changes, but it's always the same stuff. Like, yeah. telling good stories or, or expressing the truth in unexpected ways, right? Like, yeah. um, it's always going to be. That's why it's, it is good to have a. You need to have like a really good strategic understanding and you need to be able to understand the craft of advertising from not just like how you design art direct but how you um, construct a narrative 
Yeah. Because it's still, you know, whether it's six seconds or six minutes, like, it's a... It's, it's all storytelling. Yeah. It's storytelling. Yeah. Storytelling. And that's, it's interesting how, like, even sometimes crosses over into, like, psychology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Things like that. I like the culture. Oh, yeah, you're just looking for, like, truth. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like adver- a lot of advertising is, is, is terrible and is bullshit. Yeah. Like, but I like to think that the bits that we're trying to do are not that, you know, not the 99%. It's yeah. like, we're trying to do the stuff which is telling the truth in a entertaining way yeah. Um, yeah. that people actually enjoy because yeah. there's enough stuff out there that they don't enjoy. So, exactly, yeah. There's no point like becoming in like the big masses when yeah. you can't found. Yeah. You've got to like stand out in a good way. Yeah. And I think as well, like, especially like generationally wise, like now, a lot of like younger like Gen Z kind of see through like the ad like bullshit ways yeah. if it's like yeah if it's not like authentic or like part of like a good story they just like won't buy into it from the get go yeah yeah they know something's always in our decks it's like they know that you're trying to sell them something yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and they also like they consume all sorts of different stuff and sometimes that stuff is an ad right? yeah if it's good enough they don't they're not just like on one hand they're like you know they know you're trying to sell them stuff on the other hand they're like oh if it's good they'll you know they're yeah, well, yeah which is where like the this like move of like the side men and things like that that get quite interesting because they're you know it's not like a YouTube ad at the start it's more it's integrated within the content and then I think people get more on board with that than, it's, it's almost you know, like TV on, on YouTube yeah is that the format I guess they've kind of gone for yeah 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 have you ever been given like a brief where you've just gone oh I really don't agree with that or you know I, I can't get behind that creatively and it doesn't match me and so I've had to turn it down obviously you don't have to name any names but <laughs> do you mean like in what I think the brief's wrong or yeah or like the brand message or yeah some, I guess sometimes you also have to you get given a brief and you have to adapt it or no. Yeah, I mean a lot of a, a lot of what we do is, especially when you're starting out. Like um, Stu Althwaite told us, uh, like half your book is your is the strategic bit. The one line that's like, this is the you know the insight that you're basing everything off. Because yeah. so a lot of your a lot of what you do, yeah, even in the agency when you've got planners, um, is is really investigating the strategy, really trying to find where's the truth, you know, and if you don't think it's true, you go find your own truth yeah. too, that you think is, you know, and then you can have those discussions with uh, everyone in the team. Yeah. It's obviously when you're starting out, it's a bit trickier because, you know, you've got less, you've got less sort of weight, but yeah. um, I think I think also like you know if you're able to challenge it and, and find a different way of doing things that is is relevant then like I think everyone's always well like it's it can come from anywhere right so like everyone's totally open to well they should be totally open to those sorts of conversations yeah yeah but in terms of like I guess the thing is is like you like you want it like all, all your work is an expression of yourself but what you have to do is find a way of expressing yourself through like uh, whatever the, the brief is, right? Mm. Yeah. Like, like personal, yeah. Like personal spin on it kind of thing. 
Yeah, just finding a, a like a, a unique way of talking about even if you're like, oh, I don't think this brief is 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 right. Yeah, you can f- still find still find good, good ways to. That's that's part of the job. Is yeah, it? and it's sometimes rewarding to be given a brief where you're like, oh, yeah, it's this, this is most, it's like a bank or something like that. But then to then turn it around and make it interesting. But I mean, like whatever the brief is, there is always interesting things to talk about like yeah uh we did a um a pitch uh when i was at widens we did a, a pitch for a uh, a bank like and we ended up like just talking about the idea of money for hours right you, you abstract you can abstract it like yeah. there's so much more to banks than just a bank right? yeah yeah there's just more there's human truths there's like concepts of like exchange there is like you talk about trust you talk about all sorts of different things and i think that's the you know that's part of what's so exciting about this job is you go from chatting absolute shit um abstract state really abstract big thoughts yeah uh, yeah the, the human condition uh all the way through to like tweaking pixels in uh post-production and it's that you know, that's a really like amazing gamut of skills that you kind of have to pick up. So going back to the the last story, <laughs> um, SCA, did you did you then like win an award there, or what was? How did you get from there to an age? It was Wyden Kennedy first, was it? Yeah, yeah. So um, we we did win a uh, we got like a we won a, a new blood. Um, pencil for uh, copy like actually me and my uh, me and Will Wells were both copywriters um, but uh, you know we were both open to art direction and I think like as a creative you need to be uh, intensely curious about everything right so um, yes the art director like you should go to any art director and they should be able to like show you their library they should be able to show you a um, hundred different photographers they think are interesting, a hundred different um, thi- like all sorts of things that they're interested in. Yeah. And, and same even like the copywriters as well, you need to have an interest, right? Yeah. You need to have an opinion on everything. Like even if you're like, oh, I'm, you know, words is my, is my speciality, you are being paid to have a uh, legitimate opinion on, on subjective things. Yeah. Yeah. And do you have to immerse yourself as much as possible? That's a really interesting point. Um, yeah, yeah. You need to immerse yourself in in as much culture as possible, so that then it can go into your like weird brain, and then you can sort of reflect it back. Yeah, like yeah. Turn it out in ways. Yeah, you, exactly. Like my, all we do is really bring together things that are already out there and into mm. the, in unexpected yeah. in unexpected ways, yeah. but. Um, yes, yeah, so sorry, your question though was, so we did win that. I don't think it, it, it didn't have any impact on, on our, um, on our trajectory at all. The award? No, no. nothing. Um, we won Cream, so back then we won Cream as well. And back then Cream was the top 20 portfolios globally. Oh, so okay. it wasn't, um, I think now it's a brief, but yeah. then it was. And, and what was interesting is so but what the key thing that made a difference for us is we started going on crits from 
March, I think, roughly. Like our book was super basic, um, but we just started reaching out to people really? and asking to get feedback. Yeah. And from doing that, it also meant that we'd see people, our book was not very good, and then we'd see them again and our book was improving. And yeah. they could see that improvement. Yeah. Um, and that was really important. So that, and what, what it meant though, was that because we'd seen people a couple of times, so we went into Four Creative um, for a crit, and then the next day, and we'd seen them like twice, the next day they were like, oh, actually we've had like a, a dropout. Can you guys come on placement on Monday? And at this point, like, you know, we hadn't finished SCA, but um, like with portfolio schools, almost the aim of portfolio school is not to finish it. Uh, the aim is to leave before before you get done because cause like you want to be you know you've got to have placement like yeah. if someone wants you you're great like the school's done yeah. its job so yeah. we went to Fort Creative um, did three months there and, our, and and because we, we'd also been talking to lots of people so we did Fort Creative then we went to Lucky Generals for a month and then um, we had Widens lined up and then after that actually we had BBH lined up and then after that we had AMV lined up um, and we made like we got two months into Widens and um, they were like do you want to join and like Widens yeah. for me had always been like when I joined SC I was like that's where I want to work yeah. like, I couldn't believe it it was like oh, um, dream come true yeah here I am and then how long did you say that uh, I was there for seven years maybe oh, wow. so yeah. um when, and when you start, you know, we, and it, it was, it's, it's quite a tough, like it's a very demanding place, right? Um, but, but looking back, like, like, we didn't really make much for a couple of years. Like we didn't make um, any big work. We would sort of be helped, we'd be the team, like with all student teams, like, or young teams is, we were doing, like our book had, obviously had no TV in it. It didn't have any, really have any print in it. It was just all different types of ideas right, that were okay. like playing with our big thing was like or well, things like subverting platforms right like that's where is the where is the like young audience like so then it was snapchat was kind of starting yeah. out yeah yeah um and it was like right how can we use this in ways that is unexpected like instagram right we did a, a campaign that was and we were still thinking of what so when we were for creative we were still working on our, our book and so we had one that was like uh, for skin cancer, and it was anyone who used hashtag uh, sunburn. Our skin, we, had, we set up a profile called skin cancer, and it would follow, it would like you, your pictures and follow you. Right? That's and, cool. And it was just like, you know, we were playing with the mechanics yeah. of platforms in ways that were. How did you do that? Did you, was it like a, did you code it or? No, no, we just manually sat there and. <laughs> oh. You know? um, but it was just, you know, it's a simple idea and it's like uh, just yeah. messing around with those spaces and it's kind of like, because yeah. that's what that's kind of what agencies want, like agencies are really good at making TV and uh, writing headlines and stuff like that. Yeah, like, it's a bit unorthodox. Yes, when you get into the agency, you will ultimately end up doing that. But what they are excited by, especially when you're starting out, is different, is the stuff where they are like, oh, Wow, they're doing something, you know, in the yeah. metaverse. Because most of the people actually yeah. don't even understand what it is. But you know, ideally, you're doing stuff that is 
is interesting in that space. It's yeah. not just like, oh, yeah. we're doing something in the metaverse. Yeah, oh, I it's, heard this thing's the new thing. So I'm yeah, gonna, it's actually yeah. showing an understanding of it and then playing with that. Yeah. Playing with how that, the norms of those spaces. Yeah. Um, Rather than just like, yeah, like the face value of it. Yeah. yeah. Like, people want to see stuff. Go on. But I just saw like TikTok when it first go out and like, that's your only impression you'd assume is just a bunch of people dancing yeah. and that's it. Yeah. And then how it's like, now trains have developed and like, the niches and like the different ways of like expressing like, your story through them and how that's changed. But that's why I think like as a, as a creative, you have to be like, heavily involved in all these platforms yeah yeah like i was so reluctant to get on board with tiktok yeah. uh just as an example yeah but soon you know it you need to see how these things work yeah so that so that you can start so that when the brief is like how does this idea show up in that space yeah. you're not just going like oh well we'll shoot it um in portrait yeah you know you're like oh well actually the way that this works we should do something like this, or we need to yeah. shift the, the, like the basic thing is going like, right, you need to nail it in the first second, right, whatever. Yeah. Um, but the more interesting go is going like, well, you want to be like leaning into the sounds, you want to be like playing with the uh, norms and behaviors yeah. of that platform. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can really tell when it's just that someone's just taken, you know, a TV ad yeah. and put it on TikTok yeah. versus someone yeah, yeah, I imagine they've like hired a content, a TikTok content creator, and then yeah, you know, it really looks TikTok. But that's the thing, like, like as a as a creative, you should your part of your job is to totally understand all yeah. of those things. Yeah. So like, you have to spend a certain amount of time on them yeah. just to get them. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know. Um, so with TikTok, what was your like reluctancy with like trying it out at the start? Um, just being like, I'm already like on Instagram, yeah. Twitter, whatever. Just, like, just <laughs> another one to the button. Another one, and it was yeah. just totally like, you know, I think also could, like it's just I sort of felt, you know, you have that instant reaction of like, you know, what is the this is like the death knell of culture like this, yeah. and then you know yeah. this is so stupid, and then when you get on it, you're like whoa there's some amazing stuff going on here and yeah. um yeah it's really it's a really it's really interesting but also the fact that like, it kind of gets to know you as well doesn't it so then yeah. like then you're like oh I should, I'll do that this actually yeah yeah, yeah. So, like, it starts to like learn like I think it's they use it like cookies from other apps and stuff like that so it'll be like oh you've been liking football content yeah stuff like you some football content sometimes it's a bit weird isn't it yeah how, like, how like you like, it talk almost, about things it's like, like listening to you or something yeah I got a conversation <laughs> about roast potatoes and then all of a sudden two days ago two days afterwards you're just getting roast potato recipes all over your TikTok or something it's mad yeah so at Widerling Kennedy you obviously went from you would have worked your way up um, how was that how was the experience just I think um, what was great uh, about our experience at Widerling Kennedy was just the quality of people that you were working with. There was just a general, on any project, there was a general unspoken thing that um, the everyone was there to make the work as good as possible. So every meeting, there was just an unspoken thing of, um, 
you know, the, the producers, the account people, they all are there with the assumption that we are just trying to make the best work. Um, We're passionate about it. Yeah, and that's like not a, you, that's you can't, not something you take for granted. Yeah. Um, and then just, especially starting out, like we were sat at a table with just amazing people. So we yeah. were sat with um, Paddy Tracy and Mark Shanley. So Paddy Tracy's now, he was a creative director on Nike for a long time. Uh, Mark Shanley is now a creative director at Adam and Eve. And we were sat with Freddie Powell and um, Holly Walker. And so Freddie Powell's now a director. And Holly Walker, um, and together they did like uh, Moonwalking Pony, they did Nike Write the Future. Oh, and so you come in and you've like not things. done anything you're like and they did like yeah. the early uh, Lerpak pack work yeah um just like amazing people and, and there was just this culture there that you sort of everyone back then you would present you have these big boards you, you know yeah. print out your work yeah uh your deck and you would um you would uh blue tack it onto these boards and there was just a thing there where you would you knew that like everyone was doing amazing work and you'd see people going into meetings with their boards and you'd be like, oh man, like, there was this sort of competitiveness, but like, all in, in service of the work, so everyone was just trying to make good work together as well, and trying yeah. to help each other out. I think it like, fuels, like, your own passion as well, because you're like, yeah. oh, like, every, like you're a, like, kind of like a buzz kind of thing. Yeah, like, and, it, and it was just really, like, and, and looking back now, like, so, like now where I'm, I'm Essentially now I'm just a creative director, but a lot of what I, when I'm like, what should I do? I just think about what uh, Holly Walker or Scott Dungate, who now runs Widens Tokyo, would yeah. do, right? Like, right. Um, it's as simple as that. Like, you want to make sure that you are always um, learning, always, always, always. Like all, like, like even like now, super important that like, uh, if you're not learning, then you're wasting your time yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, Especially in like ever changing. Yeah. Like, like you're gonna miss you miss this it. one. Yeah. yeah. And you, there are, and I look back at that and you're like, wow, that was an amazing time. The the people that were there, um, like yeah, even like Toby and Laurie who are now, like. And they're running Drogue in New York, or the CD they did like uh, all the New York Times work, and um, yeah, just just amazing people. And it just you just and uh, Dan Dan Norris and Ray Shaughnessy who went on to run McCann, they you know they actually we learn like they would work really hard and they would work you quite hard, but it was so formative for us. Like we learned so much from them in those. Like we worked intensely with them for like two years and um, picked up lots of, like it's all about picking up really good habits yeah. in the early days. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we, and, and in their attention to craft, their like scrutiny of script, of, of copy, going, you know, writing and repeat, 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 like, yeah, because, because um, it's important. You know, like uh, in a TV show, like they have a writer's room, they'll keep going, keep going, they'll keep going. Like, yeah. Um, yes, we're just making ads, but no one, no one chooses to see these ads, right? Yeah. But they do see them. Yeah. So in a way, we have more of a responsibility to make sure they're good. Really they're good. good. Yeah. Because so like, if they're not good, you're making people 
tiny bit more miserable. Yeah, yeah. So I would rather that uh, I have a I'm under pressure and I'm pushing to make the work as good as it can be, so yeah. that the millions of people who have no choice but to see the work don't feel a little bit uh, annoyed with that. Yeah, yeah. pissed off, pissed off yeah. about it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so yeah, it was just like we we got a, a few as as we spent longer there, we started to get more opportunities and Widens is so good on craft and um, TV is there, you know, it's where a lot of the clients come to Widens for great TV. Like Widens mm. is always trying to make different shape work, but ultimately, you know, clients want great TV work and that's why they go to Widen Kennedy or like to something yeah. like BBH as well, like a history of making iconic work. Yeah. Yeah. So we were really lucky that we kind of picked up these skills uh, to the point that when, like, after a while, we were like, the team you go to to make a long TV ad, which was like when we joined, like, we, you know, never written a TV ad at all. Yeah, and then get to that level, must have felt like amazing as well. Yeah, and it was, you know, it was just really, it was just really kind of um, exciting, and the, the thing at the moment, I'm sort of, I like, banging on about is like you have to like love the process you have to you have to love every stage of the process from getting the brief challenging the brief working to the brief you know coming up with ideas present like how you present that work um rewrites getting feedback addressing feedback challenging feedback uh all the way to you know uh, directors going on shoots yeah. Um, edit, sound, VFX, uh, everything. Right? Yeah. You need to love everything and have a curiosity about it because cause the reality is the output will never match the what's in your head. Right? Yeah. Now, ideally, along the way, you'll work with amazing people, which is another amazing thing about this job. You'll work with amazing people who will... I like to, I like to always think that like the director makes it 20% uh, better and unexpectedly better than you had in your head. So the, and then sound makes the thing 20% better. Like 20% okay, yeah. Better. Like yeah. everyone who gets involved is making the project better beyond what you imagined. Yeah. yeah. But the pro- but it will never live up to the reality in your head. Yeah. Because yeah. like, in your head, it's like the most amazing thing ever. Yeah. Even if you can't quite see it, you're like, you have an idea, oh my God, this is going to be amazing. It will never match up to that. And once it's out, like you cannot rely on the end as the thing that drives you. Mm. Like yeah. you have to love everything about this this job. Yeah, especially um, when it's like it's busy. It's it's hard work. It's not like you know. It's it's not that you're probably thinking of ads twenty four seven. You know, on on your weekends and things like that because it's always in your head. It's not like a office job where. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, and done. I think what was really important for me was like having worked um, in a more normal job and having been pretty miserable doing that, right. and totally demotivated, right, and sat there on my BlackBerry, texting <laughs> away, you know, just not really doing anything, um, to to come into something where like. Uh, you know, to see something, to, to find something that like 
I'm passionate about uh, is a real kind of privilege. Yeah. And um, yeah. yeah, I could be could be sat uh, staring at a screen nine to five. Mm. Yeah. But I guess also then those like those lows have made the highs even higher. And yeah, yeah. So you know, yeah, you know the alternative. Yeah. So. And it's crazy that we kind of get paid to to um, you know argue about I don't know. Just like whatever's good for you. Colour of someone's hat or something. Yeah. You know, like, um, <laughs> but yeah, you have to really love it because it's also very hard. Um, and having done that and a different career, it's very hard to be successful at something that you're not passionate about yeah. because you will spend a lot of energy getting to a level where the people who are passionate about will just start from there. Yeah. You know? So, like, I my sort of like I, I'm weirdly passionate about it and that just means it's easier have you been passionate about it all of advertising right from the start or have there been anything along the way that you sort of learnt to love but I don't like I don't like love advertising or like or I love <laughs> yeah I, I, I love the creative process right um, yeah and I, I love the 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 problems that we face every day. Of course, when I like, and, and like most people will laugh when they hear me say that because uh, I just moan all the time, right? Like, <laughs> but that's just me processing it, you know. Right. And like sort of lamenting the fact that the sort of like creative babies that we're creating are like under attack. But that's just part yeah. of the job, right? And it's, um, I think. The like learning to like love the process has been. A, I think I've always just kind of I'm, you know I'm really interested in in creative output and culture right like I'm just like love watching movies and really passionate yeah. about music of all right like you know um, and can kind of easily show an interest in things like. Um, you know, the brief is like, oh, we need a track of a certain type, then it's like, oh, I'll do a deep dive on whatever, like, um... Not really get into that, like, that genre of music or, like, Yeah, like, I'm not like, oh, yeah. no, I don't like that. I'm like, you've got to be open yeah. to yeah. things, right? Because you can't just be like, oh, I'm going to follow what's trendy. Like, yeah. what's what's trendy, you know, wasn't trendy a year ago. Yeah. And the people who come yeah. up with it weren't thinking about what's trending. They were just going like, oh, what, what do I think is interesting? Yeah. And then culture catches up with them. Yeah. yeah. Like that's where you want to be. Like Tony Davidson, um, who was the ECD at Widens for since it's like Widens London since it's basically since its inception, it was right. like you want, need to be in the eye of the cultural storm. Yeah. Like that's where you want to be. Like, like the best thing Nike Londoner, I I think the best thing Nike Londoner achieved was um, uh, David Squires, who does the Guardians. Uh, football uh, comic strip yeah, right. did one that was like uh, like uh, in the style of Nothing Beats London oh, and you're like that's yeah, yeah, that's, really cool. that's getting into culture yeah you know more than winning a Grand Prix yeah. getting yourself into like getting relevant to yeah. people who who don't give a shit about ads you know like I when I just started out I couldn't believe there was awards yeah in, in advertising yeah and then I was I couldn't believe it yeah so, because they usually like people talk past it. So, like, how do you measure it? And then, yeah, I guess like it's all judged on like the creative or like, well, yeah. is it obviously different drummers? But like, they'll pick like that 
particular book. And there's a, there is an irony, and I sat here doing a, a podcast talking about advertising. <laughs> yeah. You know, but but ultimately, like our ambition, right, is to like raise the standard of work to make advertising more relevant in culture. Yeah. Right? In yeah. the way that it used to be, like people would watch TV for the ads yeah. because it was like amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's what we kind of. You know, and it's really hard, really hard, um, but it's yeah, it's worth worth it, yeah. worth an effort. Also, that's what I actually even, uh, ended up getting me into like wanting to do it. Was like seeing, uh, do you remember the water slide BBH ad for the the visa? Yeah, yeah, the that one. Yeah, I remember seeing that one, and then like then I was like, I want to make, I want right. to do that. That's that's what yeah, I wanted to be to make yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, because I was like, that just looks like just loads of fun. Yeah, and then it was just learn it and then progress to it. Yeah, I mean that's for me. Like for me, it was like classic, like Guinness um, surfer. Oh, was it the, yes. the horses. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I remember when that was on. I think I saw it on TV. Just being like, oh my god, like this is amazing. Yeah, yeah. That one it. is really like the power of the sort of waiting, isn't it? And then it suddenly happens. Yeah, and growing up also like being football mad, like all of Nike's work. Like when yeah. it was Yoga Benito, the Brazil playing football at the airport, um, all of that stuff yeah. is like those you share them with you. like the, and then later on the like one the uh, the POV yeah like, the Arsenal the one. Arsenal one you're like that's like your dream come true yeah. like watching that it's like the most cool thing ever when you're yeah. like, when you're like fifteen yeah um, like yeah you see all that and you're like and even through to like you know find your greatness right you're like this stuff is amazing yeah and, and you want to make it. Yeah, you want to make the make that for the next person to see it yeah. to be like, have that same kind of feeling. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Um, talk since we're on the topic of ads, we've had a look at your website um, <laughs> and seen some of them. We'd love to hear like the process of where the idea came from, and we just we just can't pick ones off. Yeah. Oh, one of the favorite ones we saw was yeah. uh, the the polar bear in the wild. <laughs> I think he was. Yeah. The polar bear. We loved that as soon as it came yeah. out. We were, yeah. we were, we were like sending it to each other. Have you seen the movie? Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. um, that's great. I mean, that's that's funny you picked that one. Like, so that's when I joined BBH. So right. I, I was that was like the first thing I was um, the CD on. So it was like, um, and and the, the the boring side of that for me and the thing I really like is there's a strategic platform there that is like that they can really own. So the world stinks, so we, you know, is a thing that is like, yeah, there's a bit of wordplay there, but it's relevant, right? There's a, so much of advertising takes place in a vacuum, like doing work that has, that exists in the world that is a, within context, right? So the whole point of, of Wild was like, um, or the our strategic way in was basically like, the world is, yeah, the world stinks. The world, like everything's on fire. Yeah. At the same time, you're being told to like um, recycle, right? And we all do our do our best, mm. but it is it's tough when like it's, it's like the impact on our mental health, just living in the world now, and then we're all trying to do our best, and we're also constantly always like shaming each other. For, uh, like, under a microscope. Yeah, yeah, and we we sort of like the idea of embracing. And what's kind of good about Wild is that it's a really simple thing that you can do 
that that is like positive like it's not asking too much of you yeah like not all brands can do that right can talk about the climate and stuff because like it's just greenwashing yeah but where they're sort of part of the solution right they're getting rid like their their whole ambition as a company is to get rid of single-use plastic in the bathroom yeah so it's a really clear point of view that's authentic as well and it's authentic and you you know like that's the thing i want to say about um truth is like what is the truth right and you're like yeah the world stinks um, we live in sweaty times. Like, this yeah, is yeah. some of our like, manifesto writing that we used to sell it in, you know. Um, and then, yeah, and then how do you get to a polar bear? I think you just start exploring, like, the sim, you know, the symbols. Of, yeah, I guess, like, the ice caps melting. Yeah. The ice caps polar bears. Yeah, you think about polar bears, and, and then it's just finding a way, like, we were looking as well, like, you know, all this work has, there is a context in your audience, and we're talking, like, it skews towards um, women uh of age like 18 to 35 so then you're like you know we were looking at flea bag we were looking at sort of like that like we we're looking at these things like the flea bag era which was like a sort of a trend or not trend but was capturing a sort of um you know like all these things like uh, goblin core or whatever mm-hmm. uh, this right. flea bag era dissociative feminism somehow then boils down to writing a script like the right. script was yeah. which was done by grace and lucy here originally was was actually like there's a 30 cut down um and it was originally like she comes home and tries to hide all of her plastic and then um it, like you know like oh there's just a bloke here and then the door opens and it's a polar bear you know and then the polar bear's shocked because he obviously hates plastic um and it's interesting because then you get these challenges like from the clients like, oh you know but we want to um you know, maybe we need to be broader, we need to talk about certain things, right? And, and so much of the process, of the creative process is, is not losing sight of the core idea and compromising. I mean, they were amazing, like, um, well, like, they were really kind of on board with it um, and really, I think, ended up making the film better. And I think, yeah, and then that was just, again, it was like, right and right and right again. And then, so we, I, Grace and Lucy, like, I sort of took everything that I'd learned at, at Widens and then was like, Okay, so like, what would what would um, Holly Walker do now, or like what would Sophie Bowdo do <laughs> yeah. now, right? And so I was like, oh, you know what you should do? Like, um, so I made them make an animatic, a crapomatic, yeah. And I, which is which is what actually what Tom Bender and Tom Corcoran did for Nothing Beats London. So they just like went into a room and filmed themselves uh, acting it out, uh, and it's just a way to like sense check the script. <laughs> Because often, like, you know, when it's written down on paper, you don't really get a sense of the flow. Yeah. Is it funny? All of that stuff. So I made them do a crapomatic, and I thought they'd just go into a room and read it out. Then the next day they came in and they'd like, they brought in like a white dressing gown and they'd like made up these costumes and stuff. And it took them like four days and it was like this, but it was really helpful because they made yeah. it and it was amazing. Um, and it was hilarious, maybe not for the right reasons. And then we were able to look at it and go, okay, this bit's not working. Yeah. Um, and we just iterate, 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 keep going, like repeat, 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 because at some point you can't yeah and you're locked and you need to yeah. stop so you, you have to front load it yeah. yeah and um and then it was you know it was just being like finding you know, just scrutinizing every line like i in everything in all of the work that i try and do you want every line to be in service of for me at least the comedy like i always end up leaning towards something that's not too serious because I think I sort of lose interest 
it's yeah, too yeah. serious in a way. That's what I'm saying. Too, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like it's. It's easy to engage rather than it's like. Yeah, and I think it's just easy. like if you've got an opportunity to talk to people, why would you not try and make them laugh? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, like you were saying earlier, like the miserable laugh. Like, you don't like further the miserable. Yeah. And they can be like, ah. Oh, yeah. 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 Cool. And, and it's the, the topics as well, it like something like the environment or if you're doing a bank or something like that having a bit of humour in there is just gonna yeah you know, yeah. yeah and it's hard right yeah like, it's hard to do it but yeah. um it's yeah I mean that one was just a sort of and it the really really low budget um we got an amazing um director who who like really scrutinised it was just being like that attention to detail at every stage and then another whole process is like you make those classic thing in film where like you a film's made three times right when you write it when you shoot it when you edit it and we ended up on the shoot because we had to squeeze it all into one day we ended up like missing out 15 shots so then you're like when you get into the edit then you've got to like like what do we do and then the edit as well like going again and again and again and you do it like that and Dan Norris always said like you just know when the edit sort of like hits this like frequency where it just starts to feel like of course like, that's how it should work but it's really hard like yeah. and that's the kind of interesting thing as well about working in advertising is you know no one when you join like it's all based on your ideas as it should be because that's mm. ultimately the most important thing but then you've got to learn about you know are you good at editing well, like yes you work with an editor but you've got to have an opinion, a strong yeah. opinion. You've got to have uh, suggestions on things you can do. Mm. And a lot of that, of course, comes from just basically saturating yourself in, 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 in like, culture. Cool. Yeah, culture. Yeah. And you just cool. kind of, um, like Nick Gill, who's used to run Big H, and just like, he has that passion, and he's, he's still a creative director here now, and he did so much of the famous work here. He, you know, he watches a film every night, yeah. every night. He's just, and he's got like a list yeah. of his everything. He's, like, he's just super passionate. And like thinking about the shots and the director. Yeah. And well, like one you showed me the other day, the uh, Domino's one. That takes like, all that, it was like references the Ferris Bueller's Day Off when he's oh, running yeah. back from his mum, but he's trying to beat the delivery man. Right. And it's using like all like the iconic shots of him like jumping over the fence. And it's like, creates almost like a semiotic. It he was like, a TikTok and the title of it was, I can't believe I've not seen this ad. And I thought I thought the same thing. I was like, I'm surprised, you know, this hasn't like come up in an award or something. It's <laughs> like, yeah, such a good film reference. Yeah. yeah. Um, but even just like directing styles and things like that, mm. uh, even down to what colors are used in the shots. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then you go into like towards the end of the correct pro- the production process, you go into a grade, right? Mm. It's like a super dark room. There's a colorist, and then they're like, what do you think? And you're like, what is it like? I don't know. Like, uh, like yeah. this colour here. And you know, that's not, again, it's like just skills you have to like, have to learn. And of course, when you start out, like that's why it's so important that you are with, like that you're with people who you're learning from and like creative directors who, who are amazing because you just, you just watch them yeah. and you like learn. Yeah. And then hopefully, you know, you pick up good habits and then you pass them on. Yeah. Um, which is basically, you know, just what I'm trying to do here with Big Edge is just like, and here, like, I've got amazing ECDs, Helen Rhodes, who's, uh, was at Widen's Portland for like a long time. And she's done so much great work. It's all like funny and weird. She's always pushing the work to be like funnier. 
Shout out, absolutely <laughs> love. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just getting that like culture of uh, great work. Like, there's no better culture within an agency than when the work's good. Yeah. Yeah. No, no one is like, no one's ever like, oh yeah, the vibes are, are bad when like the output is really on top. Like, it just, just feels good. And that yeah. maybe that's just from a like creative department point of view, but because it's like, yeah. almost like a work bus. Yeah. It will start. Yeah, this is going, this is going really well. Like, yeah. It's all flowing. So, all those like things that you just said, the massive long list of responsibilities to learn or whatever. Um, how long did that take? Did that brief take to like turn around? That was quite a quick one. Uh, quick. Uh, that was four months, maybe. Four months. Maybe a bit longer. Yeah. Like I've done projects that take like eighteen months. Yeah. <laughs> like where you get yeah. rebriefed, like That's so much as well of this of this job is perseverance, right? Yeah. Resilience. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. Uh, do you have other ones going on at the same time? Um, when you're creative director, you do, yeah. Yeah. When you're creative, like, it depends where you are and what size or scale the projects are. Like, me and Will always liked to have a couple of things. Yeah. Sometimes it just wasn't feasible. Yeah. So, like, when we did Three's um, 5G launch, it was, like, a sh- you know, ginormous. And yeah. Like, out. when you weren't talking about the film, you were talking about all the other places it was showing up. So, yeah. um, and once you're into production, it's so, uh, it just takes up all your time. Yeah. So uh, it's hard to do more than one. So when you're starting out, like I would try and be on a few things because you'll be on, you won't be on those big TV spots. Mm, yeah. Um, so you want to be, you want to have lots of eggs yeah. in different baskets. Because I guess you're still like, it's like a new then set of like learning. Yeah. So then, yeah, you want to come out. But when you start out, right, you have this like fresh energy and like you really want to be just really making the most of that. Like, um, so that's like being proactive, you know, seeing opportunities, seeing opportunities in your culture. And what I mean by that is like the everything that you immerse yourselves in, like whether that's just even like the stuff you talk about with your mates and stuff. Because ultimately, what agencies want from their young teams is but then for them to like reflect young culture, right? Because yeah. it's a sort of a... It makes sense. That is yeah. the emerging market, right? That's yeah. sort of uh, who you're trying to sell to. So um, you want to come with ideas in those spaces and really make the most of that time because, you know, eventually you will get more responsibility and it's like, so like Tony Davidson would always say like, you want to hold on to some of that magic that yeah. is unique to you yeah and it's so like oh yeah of course like yeah be just be yourself but it's so hard to be yourself yeah. so yeah. hard to be yourself right like ev- most of the decisions we make every day are are conditioned by um society yeah the norms yeah. yeah like everything so trying to find your unique voice is really hard especially yeah. when you're starting out and you've got no proof that you're that is right yeah yeah but um it's making sure you hold on to a bit of that because the longer you spend in advertising the more you become aware of like some of the more like practical realities of things yeah. right um which is a watch out because 
you know, you might lose some of that magic. Like, your ideas don't get better. Like, my ideas now are not better than when we started out. You just get quicker at, um, get, okay. at, at getting to that point because you've, mm. you learn to experience things that will work, like what doesn't work strategically and stuff, like what's wrong, and, you know. Um, yeah, and it's... Yeah, it's, it, with ideas it almost feels sometimes like it's... I, I, like starting out, my assumption was, oh, I need like one quality idea. But then I realized actually it's about like quantity. Yeah. <laughs> especially when you're, start. especially starting out, um, quantity. Because yeah. everyone else in that room, creative directors, planners, um, account people, especially at the like more senior level, who are all being paid a lot more money they should be able to look at half-formed ideas and go, that's yeah, interesting. Yeah. Right? yeah. Your job is to bring the ideas half-formed to ideas. Right? Yeah. I guess also as well, like some of the ideas, if you have like a long list, they might be like, oh, we like this part from that one and that part from that totally. one. Totally. So what we used to do, uh, Wild and Canadian was famous for this thing called The Wall, which yeah. is like, we're basically like, when you start, especially on like a pitch or a brand, when you're rebranding something, um, no ads, and you would just cover the walls in like the inside of your head. So you'd be like, not in a bleak way, but like in a, in a like, there's something about this. Yeah. And one of Tony Davidson's like catchphrases when people do impressions of him, they'd be like, he'd just go like, I don't know. And in a way like him saying, I don't know, right, opens you up to uncertainty and not having the answers. Mm. And actually like, and going like, I don't know, but this bit of film is there's something cool about this. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is, but this image of a cow is kind of cool. Yeah, so you know, brilliant. and then the people in the room who have been doing it for longer should then go, amazing. Yeah. That bit of music, this cow together, you know. Recipe. Yeah. 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 So you, you know, you need to bring these things, and then they should be shedding light on it and and drive. Like it's not up to you to find the answers, right? Yeah at this when you're starting out it's up to you to bring uh uh obviously you want them to be great but just quantity you know because yeah. there will be something yeah yeah and it is but it is like brute force like just gotta keep bashing it away you've got to just keep going yeah you have to and 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 the, the the harsh reality is like the the harder you work the more time you put in early on the the quicker you will get up to um a good level and yeah. it's difficult because right? not everyone has that those privileges as well. But the more you can commit and the more work you put in early on, um, really pays off. Yeah. And we we would work, we would work like, like I remember our, our first thing we ever did was a, a six sheet uh, for Tesco's, and um, there was some feedback came in. It was a really simple thing that they wanted, and then me and Will worked the entire weekend. <laughs> doing yeah. iterations and, like, <laughs> and then when we came in on Monday like the CD was like why have you done <laughs> like you didn't need to but like is that energy right. where we were like oh yeah we can get we can crack this like, yeah the amount of work we put in was like ridiculous and we don't do that anymore. well I don't do that anymore <laughs> right but it you it's know like if I hadn't done that now you get to the, that's why you get quicker because you're like you recognise that all that yeah. goes on in your head yeah yeah all those past experiences yeah, but you've got to be always learning, and you, as soon as you think you know everything, you're, you're fucked. Yeah, yeah, then you're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. You're actually kind of stagnant then, don't you? Yeah. That was the thing, that's why I like, I mean, I loved Widens, um, but it felt like I needed a new challenge. I needed to be like learning. Like, I'd, I'd spent time with all of the amazing creative directors there. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I need to have that new challenge. And, you know, you want to be, and it comes with more pressure and everything like that, but you want to be always learning. And if you're not, run. Uh, yeah, you want to be, <laughs> be almost comfortable, be a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. You, like, good ideas also come out of discomfort, unfortunately. Yeah. Like, don't want to sound like harsh, like, you know, everyone, you know. But they're a sore trap. But all the way down to, like, um, like, you know, Mischief, who do the stuff in the American guys that do, like, the Satan shoe and things like that. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, They did the, is the little night. The little night thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, he said, their office is a shit warehouse, and they need that discomfort. And when you go into some agencies, right. like, why make any office in London is crap? Right, and oh, it used to be. I think it's getting nicer now. But like, that was part of it. Yeah, part of it. That was part of it. You don't, you know, don't get too comfortable in the sort of corporate environment. Yeah. Um, stay in that discomfort because that's where like creativity comes from. Yeah. I mean, what we've done, we've been in working out for yeah. conservatory. Yeah. In the yeah. Yeah. house. It's like you watch, like you watch Get Back, the Beatles documentary. Uh, no. So like, uh, sounds it's, great. It's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, it's just amazing because obviously they're like the big was it unbelievable. The Beatles, yeah. 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 But they, they, you know, they're not. It's, they're, they like come up with this um, all of those iconic songs, and they're just in the middle of this totally chaotic studio where yeah. everything's going on around them, and they're just sat there like riffing, and it's amazing. And you're like, yeah, yeah you, you know, it's almost like creating like your own little bubble. Yeah, yeah. Because you're like, oh, I'm in. I'm in the trenches at the moment. I put myself in like the thinking hat, get a little bubble, yeah. and all sort of brighten up your own yeah. environment. And cover the walls and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Get it all out. You need to get everything out. It's like, so don't keep any idea in your head because it will just stay there, blocking up other stuff. Yeah. So you yeah. just say it, and also with the, with your partner, like, say the ideas to them, and then they say it back to you slightly differently, and that can really help. Hundred mm. percent. That's it's like when you go, where, well, I've lost my keys, and you go, I can't find my keys, but as soon as you say it, you're like, oh yeah, no, no, no. Like the brain, you know, works in strange ways. And it's, yeah. Like, it's weird how they make connections with like random bits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sure like, oh, that's, that's, that's completely fine. Is that all right? Yeah, yeah, that's all good. Yeah, yeah, we've covered so much. <laughs> that's great. 